the first reading from the first letter to the Ephesians, chapter 1, from verse 11, it says, Brethren, in Christ, according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to the counsel of his will, we who first hoped in Christ have been destined and appointed to live. That's our existence now. To live for the praise of his government. So beautiful. The worst kind of life one can live is to live without purpose. Not to know the reason why you are existing. The greatest attack of the devil upon every human being is to dislodge them from this which Paul has revealed. Very crucial. You know, more than ever, we have heard the Spirit of God unveil to us continually. What are you living for? What are you living for? Have you just created your own purpose and you are living it? Or you are living the purpose of God? The world is plunged in utter darkness. What we see as the world is outside the civilization of God. And James was very categorical about it when he says, Friendship with the world is what? Enmity with God. Enmity. So when you allow the world to detect what life is all about for you and give you ways of living the life without consulting God to know whether how you are living your life now is in alignment with His purpose which has destined you, then you'll be making the biggest mistake. One of the work of the Holy Spirit beyond measure in the body of Christ is to help us recover the purpose which God has there seen for us to live for the praise of His glory, His government. The people of God, this is quite deep. It's quite deep. We have become so conscious of the sins we commit. I don't want to commit sin. I don't want to commit sin. Oh, I'll live a holy life. You live a holy life. That's not the purpose. That's just the elementary. The bigger picture is there's a reason for all this whole thing. There's a reason. Why did God wonderfully and fearfully made you? Why? For a purpose. The impact of the government of, of the devil, which is called darkness, has so blinded us that we are no longer sensitive to that. So we are living our lives as long as we meet our needs and our wants, we conclude there. There is more to life than what has been handed over to us by the culture of this world. And you can see that even Christians who should know that what they should be boasting about is not the things of this world. For say, whoever wants to boast, let him boast in the Lord. Just because you have things, you just boast and you feel good. 
you are associated with the language and the culture of the world, and you you rate yourself as a matter of fact, your status comes from the culture of the world. And for you, you think you are making it. You only see blessing based on the culture of the world. It is all it's called what classic deception. Those things that abandon things and went to the bush and live in the caves, they saw something. Those things that live the life of self-abnegation, they saw something. Check all of them. The quality of corruption that has entered the body of Christ today and has given us a new civilization, which we are feeling that it is of God, has become so huge. And that's why the devil can freely step into the church with a cigarette in his mouth and command things to happen and it will happen because basically what they are engaging their life day by day it is his culture when you take your time and reflect on this you will see that it is quite deep he said according to the counsel of his will according to the inspiration that comes from his own will when he was fashioning you, there was a purpose. There was something going on in his mind. Check well all the things you do in your life. Anything you are doing, there is a reason why you are doing it. If the reason for doing that thing is defeated, there is no reason to continue with the thing again. You will say, this is what I want. For instance, you are building a house. They come and start doing something that was not captured in what you want. He says, excuse me, this is not what I want. I want three bedrooms. You are giving me a room and parlor. No kitchen. Excuse me, stop this thing. They say, Oga, you will like it. <laughs> no, no, no. Oga, we have seen that you will like it. Hello? Will, you con- will they continue? If they insist, you may even start fighting. Why? The resources is yours. The money is yours. The land is yours. You want your will to be done. If you will get angry at such a situation, then put yourself in the position of God. We are telling him, no, 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 daddy. No, we know what you like. So we are creating our own life and forcing him to accept it. To live for the praise of his glory. Oh, this is too heavy. Am I living for the praise of his glory now? It doesn't matter the platform from which I'm operating from. As a married person, as a religious, as a priest, as a bishop, that's not the issue. Am I living? For the praise of his glory, according to the counsel of his will. I will not be deceived. I must pursue this. Every other thing is secondary. See, when the word of God comes, he comes like a double-edged sword. He comes finally. Things we think is okay. When he opens it up, you say, wow. You thought it was like, you know, you can go to market, it's a very good tomorrow of yam looking good. And they will tell you, hey, this yam is, is um, Abuja yam. Or Nasrawa yam. And you spend money and buy it. And they're looking heavy, heavy. And you know, as classic as you are, you won't like to carry it. They will have to load it for you. 
And they come back home and say, hey, please, bring the biggest one. Let us uh, do some powdered yam. Only to open it. The whole thing is what? Rotten. And you bought it from Lukoja. Amen. Will you start driving back to say you have deceived me? <laughs> you will say, Kai, this will be. He said, bring the rest, bring the rest. Only to discover that uh, five out of the ten, all bad. Hello? Will you be happy? What did Jesus say? Even, eh? Even, he said, why? Even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Meaning that this hair that was put on your head, it was designed for a purpose. That's why it's numbered. Even the hairs you are cutting, you will just say, I don't know about you, you can skip it. God put it there for a purpose. That's a fear not. You are more valued than many sparrows. Hi. Then why am I cheap today? Why am I living a cheap life? Why am I making myself cheap every day by the kind of the quality of life I live? Why do I think that the world is what will give me value? God is the one who made you said you are more than these hundreds of sparrows. He's telling you that you have value already. Then why are you seeking the culture of the world to give you value? And because we want the culture of the world to give us value. The warning came. Say, beware of the word, beware of the levels of the Pharisees. What is it? Hypocrisy. That I am. The yam is looking good outside, but inside is full of what? Decay. Outward form of religion, but inside no sincerity, no commitment. Everything you do in the act of worship. It must carry some cunningness in it. Everything you do, everything must be seen from the point of view of your personal interest. Even as you are serving God, personal interest. It's a call for reflection. It's a call for reflection. And you know what? The Holy Spirit puts my heart every day is no more time. No more time. No more time. No more time. Do what you can do now. No more time. Paul will say, redeem your time. Don't waste it. And this man, the Lord is calling us. What are you living for? I've placed a value on you already. Look at the value. If you meant nothing to him, you would have shed his blood. To redeem him means to buy you back from darkness. And the currency that must equate your value is not land. It's not gold, it's not silver, it's not dollars, it's not pounds, it's not houses, it's not cars, but the very blood of his son. 